walk into a bar On a cool winter's evening underneath the stars And we'll find somewhere close we don't want to walk far Nor do we want the house You're in the cool room and I'm Damien Gibson And <laughs> joining me, <laughs> giggling away <laughs> got a touch of the Richie Benno who's a bad already there <laughs> Giggling away in the corner, but just trying to sneak past so he can get some vermouth to make a martini for the lady on table four is David Griffiths. Is it table four and martinis tonight? You're probably not far shy of the truth. Mm, yeah. Could I tell you how much I enjoy not making pickle martinis anymore? Well, I, yeah, probably about the same as I enjoy not making pickle martinis. <laughs> we make martinis, we make espresso martinis. Oh, so much, yeah, but so much easier than pickle martinis. Yeah, there was something about pickle martinis that was just difficult, and then you were just left with our recipe for pickle martinis at the last bar. Had you know, I'm telling the listeners rather than you, Damien. Mm, yes, who, but, you, but you may also be surprised to know. <laughs> no, it's good to include the listeners in the conversation <laughs> right. that we're having. <laughs> had had a lot of fresh dill in it, and then you were just left, you'd, which you'd ah, have to yes, chop. Yeah. And then the rest of the night, you'd just be finding bits of dill, dill everywhere, everywhere. A bit yeah. like you know, after you clean up after a wedding and you find confetti six months later. Mm. So was a touch and of with the dill. I think the idea was that you put a shot of pickle juice in as well, but that mm. never really was enough for everyone or well, too were, much. Or, and the vodka was sort of it had, you know, you'd start by muddling the dill in the vodka. Yes. Or you should have anyway. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> and then it all went in the shaker and then mm. you shook it up and then you poured it in, but it was never quite, it never looked quite full enough in the... No, I think our martini glasses were quite big martini yeah. glasses, so... You know, even a couple of shots was still going, you know, yeah, there's not much in that glass, is Yeah, there? so you'd sort of put a little bit of extra pickle juice in there, but then occasionally you'd get the person going, there's too much pickle juice in my pickle martini. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so you'd be true. like, oh, I'm sorry about that, madam. Or you'd get someone going, there's not enough pickle juice in my pickle martini. Like, So then we'd supply a <laughs> shot of pickle juice. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't always make people happy either. So No, most people would use it, though. Mm. Mm. But anyway, off the bat, we need to uh, get a plug in. Is that yeah, that's absolutely correct? right? So we've uh, we're looking forward to getting some new craft beer fridges down at the Royal Mail on Spencer Street, and to celebrate that fact and to clean out the cool room, the uh-huh. literal rather than the podcast cool room. <laughs> we're going to have a lucky. You're dip killing the illusion. <laughs> <Dave>. <laughs> It's, brrr, it's cold it's in so here. It's so cold in here. <laughs> We're going to have a uh, a lucky dip for beers all weekend Ooh. on the Melbourne Cup long weekend. So $10 and you can reach into the fiscal sock or the sock of beery happiness. <laughs> it will have a whole lot of beer names in it and there'll be some really fun things in there. Some yeah. uh, Jumping the Shark from Moondog, Ooh. KBS and CBS from Ooh, Founders. They're a couple uh, of my favourites. There's some good things. They've been aged for over a year. Hmm. So. Um, they should be tasting delicious. We've got some Lord Raspberry Ooh, from Boat Rocker. Yum, yum. So these are beers which have been ageing but now need to get out into the world and um, excellent opportunity to come down and have some random exciting beers in your life. Okay. Do we know what dates those are yet? Of course not. Uh, <laughs> it's the first weekend in November? Yes. Yeah, so I think I think it's probably <laughs> the 2nd to the 6th or something like that. So it'll be the Friday night Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five days of opportunity to come down Ooh, that's and reach into the sock of happiness. <laughs> the sock of happiness. I hope it's called the sock of happiness. <laughs> I think it's called the sock of beery happiness. But <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of those sort of things, I uh, have just spent the last three or four days in Tasmania. 
uh, well, three days, not three or four, three. And uh, yesterday I went Time to, isn't really your free. You no, well, I've been temporal. on holiday, so I'm just kind of like, I don't know, three, four, who knows? Who's counting? Uh, I am, because I'm not at work. <laughs> um, I went to Mona yesterday because Ooh. I'm a suave, sophisticated kind of guy, and that's what I do when I'm uh, not in my own city. I go to galleries, which is something I'd never do when I'm in Melbourne. Is, is, is there any Melbourneian who's gone to Tasmania and not gone to Mona in the last uh, three and a half years? Not if you live in North Carlton, you don't. Mm. No, that's for sure. You go down there legitimately in black skinny jeans and a white and black stripy t-shirt. And i got to say, Dave, I was with my people. I, I, have, <laughs> no, I have absolutely no There doubt. were a lot of beards, uh, a lot of uh, sort of new mothers with sleeve tattoos uh, and sort of very symmetrical haircuts. Um, Do they honour your North Carlton, you know, coffee card? Down no, there? it just fit. No, not at all. <laughs> the one thing I do like about Mona is, uh, and we will get onto beer in a second. Um, well, there is like a small little brewery there um, where they make. Uh, help me, Dave. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a, a recognisable mm. name. As soon as it was mentioned to me, I was like, ah, oh, Moo something. Oh, Moo Brew. Moo Brew. Um, they make some of that on site there. Mm. Um, and so when you walk in, and this is where the beer comes in, there is a beer roulette vending machine. I did see your Facebook books yeah, about this. That all has uh, – so there's six Moo Brew beers, all deliciously just sitting there, and a Foster's. Oh. And, that's the, <laughs> and what did you get? That's the rule there. Well, I was with someone who wasn't drinking, so I felt like it would be very impolite to just go, I'm going to just grab a couple of cans while we go and look at some fucking modern art, mate. Um, I probably should have in yeah, hindsight. I- <laughs> it was a beautiful day in Tassie yesterday. It was really nice. So it would have been... If I was with you, we would have... We would have, we would have not have seen any modern thing. art. We would have just propped next <laughs> no to No wall of vaginas, no bubble car, no Brett Whiteley's or Sidney Nolan's. Just <laughs> this, this vending machine is the best <laughs> thing here. <laughs> I'm so sure Marcel Duchamp and all those sort of, you know, artists... Oh, there was a Duchamp would, there. Oh, was there really? Yes, there was. Oh, I must go. Yes, you should. It's my kind of thing. I must, <laughs> move, I must move house to North Carlton and then go down to Mona. I think we might be really... Alienating the majority of our <laughs> listenership right now. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I, I, I think I think they have one listener. Well, you know, he probably lives in North Carlton. He's probably been to Mona, so it's all mm, good. He's probably listening to this while they're walking through Mona. That's exactly <laughs> right now. <laughs> but I thought that was a really cool idea. I, I wasn't sure whether it was a installation or it was just a, and how it relates to a responsible service of alcohol is another whole question. Well, again, it was but. near the bar at Mona, so I don't know whether the barman keeps an eye on it, but. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was ten bucks to play, which I was quite happy. It sounds a lot like the fantastic offer at the Royal Mail. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if you really want to fly all the way down to Mona on a long weekend, oh well, it won't be a long weekend in Tassie. No, I presume not. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I've just uh, yeah, I just thought I I would share that that story with you because it's kind of the the closest thing I've got to a beer story, even though. I thought I'd have all these stories because I was heading to Tasmania and my mate was the guy that I used to party with a lot back in the day and then I got over there and he said, I don't drink anymore. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, well, you're not good podcast material. <laughs> I love you and it's great to see you, but I was really kind of hoping we'd have a couple of blowouts in Hobart's. <laughs> but it didn't happen. So we're kind of relying on you for... Any stories? For, for well, I, th- I thought we... Oh, the w- banditos are here to collect <laughs> our debts. <laughs> 
the, uh, I thought with this week we'd talk about telephones and our experience in hospitality life with telephones because mm. in exciting news, our phone was cut off at the pub. I won't go into all the gory details no. of why that occurred, but only been... it's now been reattached. And, oh, that's fantastic. Um, but also at the last pub that Damien and I worked at, we had, I think it took three or four weeks to get the phone on. Oh, yes. And then yeah, from, did. T- from time to time, Telstra would cut the phone off because they were sending the bill to the wrong address yeah. physically and then would just – so we weren't aware that we hadn't paid the bill. We'd never got the bill. Yeah. And then they'd cut it off again. And so it'd be Friday night and you go, gee, we're not getting many takeaway yeah. burger orders tonight. <laughs> it's just quite re- – life's quite relaxing. Mm. Um, the phone's not going, isn't no, it? Isn't this, is, this is so sweet. And you you're go, kind of secretly going, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> you don't say it. I would never say it to Dave and Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, who was running the bar, <laughs> but secretly like, oh, thank God no one's ordering takeaway. And then you guys would work out, oh, that's because the phone is <laughs> So, yeah. Or someone would walk in and be like, I tried to call you guys, but it was engaged. And, and it was like, well, that's weird because we haven't taken a call all night. <laughs> it was a bit like that down here. So it's, we've just gone through AFL and NRL weekend. So it was disconnected for that. And so I think the NRL in particular was is the classic sort of thing that people would ring up to check whether, yeah. you know, are you guys showing the NRL on Sunday night? But, of course, the phone wasn't working, so nobody came down. So mm. <laughs> the bar staff sat around and watched the NRL and then we went home at half time. So oh, and, and me. And you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was... Uh, You've I was, done a shift here now? Yeah. Am I part of the bar store? I suppose I am. Oh, yeah. I did a shift since the last <laughs> time we since the last time we spoke, which is really weird. I don't know if anyone else... Uh, I assume most people who are listening to this have, have worked behind a bar at some point, even if it's just a bar at a 21st or something. I get very nervous. I don't know if you do before a shift. I get this like... Not like uh, that I'm disabled with fear, but kind of the same feeling that I would get before I would play a gig with a band. Like, because it feels like you're about to perform, like you've got to go out and not perform, but you got to speak to a whole bunch of people. And especially if you hadn't done it for a while, like myself, I was like, oh God, I'm sorry. I think it's a bit, if you haven't done it for a while, I'm sort of now in sort of just full on every day, every day mode. But yeah, no, I totally understand that. And particularly before a big Friday or a big, Thursday was the one that you were working before the public holiday. That was, you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's it, got, a big night. it got relatively busy. But I think I got through it okay. You're still speaking to me, so it couldn't have been too bad. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> and is, all the fridges here at the moment are set up in just such odd ways that, like, literally I've put all the wines into menu order in the fridges now so that I know where they are. Ah, good. good. Which until then was just, you know, it was just no doubt amusing for customers, if not slightly frustrating, <laughs> to watch me open every single door, every single underbar fridge door in the hope of finding a bottle of wine that might vaguely resemble, you know, mm. the one we wanted. I think I did a four and a bit hour shift or something and just by the end of that shift I sort of knew where everything was. I was like, oh, I think I finally know where everything was. And you're like, all right, mate, I think that probably can do you. I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I just now I know where everything is. Uh, but I was going to say with phones, uh, yeah, we had the takeaway orders uh, obviously coming through in the last bar. I worked at the Metro nightclub when I was a young man uh, studying at uni, kind of. That's a long story. I won't bore people with that. I was studying at RMIT. You don't need to, need to know what. <laughs> Um, but I was also working at Metro Nightclub, which <clears throat> doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but for at that time, like in the late 90s, was the biggest nightclub in Melbourne? If uh, Yeah, well, yes. I mean, it held 3,000 or 4,000 people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or something like that. Um, and I just was uh, remembering that 
every so there's no real mobile phones i think i had a mobile phone but no one you didn't call you didn't text like it was for emergencies mm. if you couldn't find someone or something and so i couldn't call in because no one was working like our shifts would go out on a wednesday afternoon they would be put up and you could come in as in put up on a piece of paper on a piece on of paper wall. on a on a cork board and you could come in after four o'clock i haven't seen a cork board in a long time yeah because people have phones now. <laughs> <laughs> so i assume people just draw up rosters. yeah people draw up rosters and they send out text messages or they take a photo of it and send it out to everyone who needs to to look at it um I remember the first time I saw someone at Mr. G's take a photo of our roster on their phone. Yep. And I was like, blown away. Okay, I, I had a like, similar experience. Everyone complains about these millennials, but gee, yeah. that's some smart thinking. <laughs> the equivalent, I had an equivalent, talk about equivalent old man moments, but I can remember going to Bunnings and someone seeing someone do the same thing, walking through, let's say, the outdoor furniture section hmm. and taking a photo of all the different price tags so they could go home and figure out what they wanted to do, having gone to Bunnings and Mitre 10 and three other places. I was like, Oh, I could, I, I too could take photos yes, of things exactly. with my phone. It's, it's this aha moment of like, oh, holy shit! <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've got a camera and it doesn't cost yeah, anything to take a photo. Yeah. Just take a photo instead of instead of wandering around with a piece of butcher's paper <laughs> writing down all the prices of things. Yeah, I, I think I was getting in the way a little bit where I would come in with like some parchment and a quill <laughs> and write everything it's, it's down. When you insisted on bringing your own live calf and then skinning it and making it into vellum. <laughs> Well, I'm an old-fashioned guy, Doug. Oh, it's the villain again, Doug. <laughs> just another little tip. If you're in a uh, car park, uh, just take a photo of where you are at the level or whatever, and yep. you'll never lose your car. Well, you, you slightly is. Then take a photo of the car park at the front so you know which car park oh, you're well, in. And then yes. you know, take a photo of the street. And as you walk along... Your whole life becomes like Guy Pearce in Memento, but you've got photos on your phone instead of tattoos. <laughs> but yeah, you couldn't call. I couldn't call my boss and so find out what shifts I was working, which they were only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So I was, you know, pretty sure I was working Thursday, but Friday, for, Saturday night. Yeah, but what hours <laughs> you, didn't you know had? What time or... you were working? Like you could start in like at five. And I think the latest starting time was nine. So you know, and you didn't want to diddle yourself out of money along the way. No, 100%. Or try and sneak in a couple of beers before work. Mm. I mean, no, sorry, mm. Mick from the Metro, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of times I may have been a little drunk while I was working <laughs> at the Metro. <laughs> well, my other phone memory from Mr. Griffith's spa days was because it took us weeks to get the phone on, we also didn't have FPOS for those first few weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. I still remember, yeah. Uh, so if you just go across the street where the real estate agent is, right there, there's a there's an FPOS machine. Or on the left hand side of the road, if you go down half a block, there's one just right in the news agent news agent's window. But we were so sort of busy in those early weeks that we eventually cleaned out those ATMs of all cash, and so people yes. were having. You know, so, there was a Friday and Saturday night where we did so much business that there was no cash left in any of the ATM seems, machines. Yeah, so all of Kensington was bereft of milk <laughs> and cash. <laughs> Yes, and ice. And ice. And all the ice as well. Exactly right. So while I've been away, have you been drinking? What have you been drinking and where have you been drinking it besides here? Have you been anywhere besides I'm trying to think if I've been anywhere besides here. I I stopped in at Pinnock Beer and Wine for a- uh, on Pinot Crescent in Flemington, Makes opposite, sense. The, uh, <laughs> opposite the opposite uh, the Newmarket train station, tr- trying to convince Leanne, who's the proprietor there, to come on the podcast at some stage. So yep, she's just opened interested. up in the last 
uh, four or five months. So oh, I thought okay. we'd tell a place, yeah. tell a good story. Leanne, if you're listening, come along. And yeah, join us one Get afternoon. On the podcast. Uh, and for some a couple of nice glasses of wine. Oh, why? What kind of wine? Uh, a Riesling and then a Pinot Grigio from memory. So mm. very nice. <laughs> from well, we had the. Uh, you were very nice to open the Brutus. Is it, now is it called Brutus? Is this called Brutus Beefcake? It's called Tropical yeah, Hale. Is that right? From memory. So this is a fine Moondog special edition beer. Mm. Which is sort of wrestling themed, which works well for Damien and I as we uh, prepare Damien for going to the WWE this today. afternoon. <laughs> so excited! I'm genuinely excited. I'm I a 39 year old man. And I'm excited about going to a wrestling show. Yeah, I'm a 36 year old man, and I'm no, I'm a 44 year old man. Who's excited? <laughs> you could have said that. No one would have known. <laughs> no, my voice clearly sounds. <laughs> I think, especially today, sounds like a 44 year old man. <laughs> I think the Moon Dog is the Brutus Beefcake's Tropical Adventure. Or Tropical Vacation, double IPA, fruit-infused brute. It's a long title. I ran out of, I literally ran out of space the first time I was trying <laughs> to write it on the blackboard and had to rub the whole thing out and go back and start again. I really liked it a lot. I just, um, I was saying when I was drinking it with yourself and Paul that basically since I've started drinking craft beer, which has been, I don't know, four or five years now, um, I, every time I drink something, I'm like, oh, that's really hoppy. I like that. Oh, I want more hops. <laughs> and I think this is the beer where I got all the hops all that the I hops can handle. Not in a bad way. Like, I really enjoyed it, but it's super it's big. hoppy. It's big. Um, but I really liked that. But and we just was, we had a, a pot each. And yeah, it was, and it's at 9.1%. It was brave as a first beer of the day last it was, Sunday. <laughs> it should really be a closer. And we opened, we opened the batting with that on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> But it wasn't too bad a day. Well, I mean, I got home relatively early that day. For our su- Sundays seem to be becoming traditional, yeah, big drinking days for the two of us, uh, which is dangerous because I have a full time job, which hopefully no one from yeah. work is listening to at the moment. <laughs> what I like is that you sound as surprised about that fact as anyone else. No, I have a full time job. Well, just because I haven't been there for so long, I keep. Oh, that's right. On Monday, I have I, to I go to that place where they give me money <laughs> to answer the phone. <laughs> um, I don't know. Have we got anything else we need to, to I think talk that's about? about it for we this just week. sort of thought we wanted to check in. We've had we've had a few guests lined up, but it's uh, it's always a little difficult to try and get people in at a time where it's convenient for both us and the guests. But we will have guests absolutely from the next episode, which should be in a fortnight's time. And so. if you'd like to be a guest, or you have some exciting beer or Melbourne Hospo news for us. Get in touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're on all the socials, uh, either the Cool Room or Cool Room Podcast. Where the first thing that comes up, we're on. I don't know why I'd be telling you this because you're obviously listening to it, but we're on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and all those things now. So if you want to tell a friend and they're like, where do I find it? Just type in the Cool Room into any podcasting uh, system or app or whatever it is you've got. And uh, you'll be able to find it. We're on Semaphore. If you stand on top of a, you know, any of the Melbourne-sized skyscrapers, <laughs> we can probably see you. So, you know, whatever, whatever, form whatever of- you need, we'll we'll do it. So yeah. Just let us know. <laughs> you know t- tie a small note to the leg of a spider and send it off in the. No, don't send it to me because I won't read that. I'll just kill the spider. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's probably enough, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with an actual live human guest, Ooh. alive this time uh, on the cool room. <laughs>